1: Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you. We thank you for this day and this hour that you have given us, Father, and and we just thank you, Father, for the rest of last night and waking us all up this morning, Father, to come together, Father, and just to hear from you. Let it be you and not us, Father God. I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right, and there's my lovely Sandra. She'll be reading this morning.
0: All righty, good morning. I am reading out of the NIV version, Genesis chapter 50, starting with verse one. It says, Joseph threw himself upon his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father, Israel. So the physicians embalmed him, taking a full 40 days, for that was the time required for embalming and the Egyptians mourned him for 70 days when the days of mourning had passed joseph said to pharaoh's court if i have found favor in your eyes speak to pharaoh for me tell him my father made me swear an oath and said i'm about to die bury me in the tomb i dug for myself in the land of canaan now let me go up and bury my father then i will return Pharaoh said, go up and bury your father as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All Pharaoh's officials accompanied him, the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of Joseph's household and his brothers and those belonging to his father's household, only their children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very large company. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly. And there Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived there saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, the Egyptians were holding a solemn ceremony of mourning. That is why that place near the Jordan is called Abel Mizoram. So Jacob's sons did as he commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which Abraham had bought as a burial place from Ephraim Ephraim the Hittite, along with the field. After burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father when their message came to him Joseph wept his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him we are your slaves they said but Joseph said to them don't be afraid am I in the place of God you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all his father's family. He lived 110 years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children, also the children of Makur son of Manasseh were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, Stretch, if you need to, this morning. Wow, the conclusion, the conclusion. So here, here it all begins right now in, in this particular chapter that Jacob just died, you know, and, um, and, he, and he made them promise him that they will take him back to the burial place of his fathers and that's where the the chapter begins you know and and it's important to understand here that that the hebrews were not used to embalming you know normally they would bury the person right then and there within that day uh but here we see that in in verse two that that he was embalmed and 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 it took 40 days 40 days for this process to take place 40 days they were doing this and then they embalmed him, you know. And then the Egyptians say that the Egyptians mourned for him for 70 days. So here we have the Egyptians mourning for him, you know, for Jacob, you know, the, the, the father of Joseph. So they were showing a lot of respect and a lot of honor. They will bring him to him. You know and the other reason why they were they had to embalm him was also because they made, he made that promise that they were going to take him to the land of Canaan to bury him and the father's tomb so so they did the embalming but it just it just amazes me how how God would use those that 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 have brought us in you know and and the Egyptians because they were not Hebrews to honor him like that to honor him like that you know, and it, and he says, and it says in verse four, and now when the days of the morning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh. He didn't speak to Pharaoh; he was speaking to the household for those that were in charge of Pharaoh. And I, and you and you think about it, and it's, it's, it was because it's been twelve years, you know, since the famine, you know, the famine was over you know, after they, they, they survived the famine. So this is 12 years after those miracles. And, uh, and most likely, probably Joseph, didn't had the same favor that he had before, you know, because time has passed. But, you know, so that he goes to the house and he tells them, you know, please, you know, if I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh. In other words, when you come before Pharaoh, speak to him, speak to him about what's going on. And about the that my in verse five, this is that my father made me swear. So you know, my his father, you know, told him, you know, you you know, swear to me that you're gonna take me and bury me with my fathers, because that was something that they hold very dear to them, you know. And he says, but look what he says in the end of verse five, five. He says, Let me go up to bury my father and I will come back. In other words, if you got fear that I'm not gonna come back. I'm going to come back, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to you. And then he goes into verse seven and he says, so Joseph went up to bury his father and with him, all the servants of Pharaoh and the elders of the house and all the elders of the land, They didn't leave anybody behind? He says that all those in authority, all those of the house of Pharaoh, you know, we're going to go up with him. You know, that, that, that's like, you know, funerals are expensive to begin with. So you can imagine all these people gonna go, you know, to pay tribute to him. You know, so so we see here the Pharaoh's gratitude for Joseph's work. We see him because he allowed this to happen. He permitted all his servants in his house and all the elders, you know, to go with Joseph. And, and, and not only that, All the house of Joseph, all his brother's houses and his father's house was going to go. Man, this must have been like an army marching, you know, to the land of Canaan, you know, and it it must have, you know, was be like, wow, that's so big. And all the details and all the organization that it took place to make this happen. And again, again, it was showing honor to Joseph. Because, you know because Jacob was joseph's father so they'll show sure honor to that you know and it says in verse 9 and there went up with him both chariots and horsemen and he was a very it doesn't say it was a, a big crowd it says a very great gathering a very great amount of people in other words like an army that were marching for this burial And he goes into 10, and he says, and they came to the threshing floor of Adad, which is beyond the Jordan, and they mourned him there with great and very solemn lamentations. You know, and they observed this for seven days. You know, they saw this great gathering, showing respect to Jacob, and showing respect to, to Joseph. You know, the great amount of Egyptians that were there mourning a Hebrew man, mourning a Hebrew man. Can you imagine that? How God can turn things around, how God will use, you know, what's happening around you to actually bless you, to actually bless you. That's why we cannot take anything for granted. Anytime we're going through something, God is trying to teach us something. And God is trying to show us his favor. And here he was showing them favor because this great uh, amount of people, of Egyptians were honoring a Hebrew man. So you can imagine the talk that was in the town, the, those around them when they were seeing this, how, how they were doing all this for that one man. So they were talking among themselves. And it says in verse 11, and when, and when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites saw the morning, of the treaching floor of Adad, they said, This is deep mourning of the Egyptians. Deep mourning. Therefore, its name of the place was changed to Abel Madrim, which be which, which is beyond Jordan. So they even changed the name of the place. Well, this was a history making event, you know, history making event. That they even changed the name of the place where they were having this this funeral at, you know, and and that that name pretty much means the the meadows of Egypt, so they call it a different name. Why? Because this took place, history in the making. History was was happening right here with this great amount of people, you know, and then and it says in verse thirteen. You know, that that after all this, his sons carry him to the land of Canaan and bury him in the cave of the father. Wow. And then it goes into 14 and it says, and after the burial of his father, Joseph returned. He's made a promise. He says, we're coming back. We're coming back. We're not going to stay here. We're going to come back. So now it goes into a change. Burial is done. This great amount of people returned back to Egypt. And then his brothers at this particular moment, knowing that their father is God, they start fearing what's going to happen to them because they started to think of what they did to Joseph back then. And he says, oh, now that my father is God, maybe he's going to take revenge on us because he says in verse 15, and when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us, hate us. Even though Joseph is blessing them, even Joseph went before them before, and he kissed them, you know, and he assured them and gave them the best of the land of Egypt, you know, even though he did all this, they still fear him. They still fear what Joseph can do because, yes, Joseph still had authority. Joseph was still almost like second in command, you know, so they fear that, oh, my God, here we go cannot allow fear to rob you of your blessing do not allow fear do not stop praising God just because you go through a negative situation in a matter of fact when you go through a negative situation that's when we should be praising God that's when we're supposed to be glorifying God that's when we're supposed to be lifting up our hands and saying thank you Jesus because you are with me and if you are with me who can be against me so we have to take assurance all the time and here we see that fear because in verse 16 he says and they sent messengers Man, they didn't even approach them <laughs> themselves they were so fearful that they sent others to speak on their behalf others to remind them you know and it says in 17 and and you shall say to joseph I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers. Reminding him of what he said before, reminding him of what his father Jacob said to him before, you know, please forgive the trespass of your brothers. Please forgive them. You know, and at this moment, you know, Joseph, you know, he's been he's been through the ringer, you know, he, he he just buried his dad, you know, he's coming back, coming back to his home. In, in Egypt, and now his brothers are, are, are afraid, and they're weeping before him, you know, and, 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 they're, and they're afraid, and what it says there in the end of uh, 17, it says, and when Joseph heard this, he wept, his heart was broken, his heart was broken, you know, uh, 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 you know because of his brothers, you know, and, 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 he, and he said, Joseph, you know, it's a good thing that Joseph had a heart After God, because he never allowed his position in authority to go to his head. He remained humble. He remained humble because when he heard this about his brothers, you know, you know, he wept, you know, he wept. And he he, he says, and he says in 18, and his brothers also went and fell down before him. And they said, behold, we are your servants. Wow. His brothers, you know, they bow down before him, and you know, and if Joseph was somebody else, he would have remembered that dream that he had when his when he when they when he had that dream that they bowed down before him, and that's found back in Genesis thirty-seven, you know, when he was in, in giving him this dream that his brothers bowed down before him, but he did not allow that to go to his head because why? Because he had the love of God in him that he says, no, no. And he says here in verse 19, which is a a powerful verse, says, and Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for am I in the place of God? In other words, God is the one that judges. God is the one that will bring, will get revenge for for anything. You know, am I in his place? No, I'm not in his place. And he says uh, uh, in other good verses, this one, but as for you, you meant for evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people. At one time, they got rid of him. At one time, these brothers sold him, At one, because that was what they felt it was best for them, you know, and they, and they sold him. And then there was a separation. You know, even though he was still alive, they thought that he was dead. But you know, and it took Joseph, you know, a, a 22 years for this promise to come to come to pass. 22 years because he spent, you know, 13 years in prison, you know, and then there was a seven seven years of plenty, and there was two years in the famine when he met his brothers again. But it took 22 years, you know, for you know for all of this to take place. But yet, you know he did not forget. My question for you this morning is what are you doing while you're waiting for God to answer your prayers? What are we doing as we wait? What are we doing as we go through the storms? What are we doing as we go through the battle? What are we confessing over ourselves? And what are we saying over ourselves? Or what are we saying over the situation? We cannot We cannot always be in that place that that everything is is falling apart. And and I know life is hard, situations are hard, but we have to remember whom we serve. See, Joseph always remember, even though he was not always happy, even though he went through a lot in that 22 years, you know, what he he went through, but yet he remained focused on who his Lord was, you know, and he didn't allow nothing to go to his head and he was humble you know, so when we go through stuff, we have to remain humble. When we go through things, we got to remember that our answer is right around the corner. Our answers are right around the corner. We can't stop. We can't stop. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. That's why, you know, when we go before God and we worship him, we are releasing what we're going through. We are, because we are declaring who he is. When we worship God, We are tearing down strongholds. Come on. When we worship God, we are tearing down strongholds because the enemy cannot stand worship. The enemy cannot stand you saying the right thing. So as we praise the Lord and as we worship God and as we glorify his holy name, the enemy leaves because he can't stand that. He can't stand that. So my brothers and my sisters, you know, as we are waiting, don't give up. As we are waiting, draw nearer to God and praise him and give him the glory and give him the honor because the Lord has us. He has the answer for us because look what it says in 21. And he assures his brothers and he says, now therefore do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comfort them. He comfort them. Instead of them comforting him because they did bad to him, He's comforting them. He's comforting them. Isn't that like our Lord He's always comforting us? Our Lord is always comforting us. And he said that he spoke kindly to them. In other words, he, he encouraged them. He blessed them. You know, he put them at ease. And that's what we need to do, my brothers and sisters. When we're going through the storms of life, We have to make sure that we focus upon God, that we focus upon his word and his promises. Because what he promised you, my brothers and my sisters, will come to pass. I don't care who says what. I don't care what the nation is saying, what the government is saying. I don't care what your spouse is saying. It matters what the word of God is saying. What does God say in his word? What are the promises that he made? You know, and so if we're going through something. We start, we need to just draw nearer to God. Word of God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. I will not forsake you and I will not abandon you. So God is in control. God is in control. So we need to worship and praise him despite what we feel, despite what we see, despite what we hear, despite what's going on around us. Keep focused, keep focused on the Lord and upon his word. And look what happens here. And it goes into the, the death of, of Joseph, you know, verse 22. He said, so Joseph, dwelling Egypt, he and his father's household and Joseph lived 110 years. And 110 years, a lot of stuff happened. Things, a lot of situations happened because when Joseph was about to die, That was 54 years after Jacob passed. So this, he lived 54 years beyond his father. After his father died, he was in Egypt and he lived there. You know, and and so he lived in a total of 93 years in Egypt and 80 of those years, he was one of the rulers. 80 of those years, he was one of the rulers. So he was blessed. He was blessed and he saw the generations Come before him of, of his brothers, you know, that, that it speaks about in verse 23. And then he gets into the, the prophecy. He gave them a, prophes- a prophecy before he passes. And that, and that, and that, and that uh, promise that he made to them, you know, it was that one day God is going to show up. One day, it says there in verse 24, and Joseph said to his brethren, <clears throat> I am dying. God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land. And so in other words, he's, he's, he's prophesizing over them, He will bring you out of this land to the land which He swore, which He swore to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The promise. So he's reminding them of the promise. He's reminding them of what, what He has said in the past. You know, and it says in verse 25, then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry my bones out of here. So, in other words, when I when you when you guys move, take my bones and bury them with my father. But but more importantly, he says that the word of God will be fulfilled, the promises of God will be fulfilled, and those promises that he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are the same promises and the same blessings that we have today, because we are from Abraham, we are from from Isaac and Jacob, those promises, because we have been sworn in, into that, you know, we have been drafted in to that blessing, you know, so today, 2022, in August, the same blessings that they were given is that we have. And above that, we have the blessings of Jesus Christ, the promises that he made for us, in the, the new covenant that we have. And he said in his covenant, I give you authority. I speak life into you. You are mine, says the Lord. No one can take you from my hand. And as long as I have you in my hand, I will provide for you, just like Joseph did for his brothers. I will meet your needs according to my riches and glory. I will provide for you. I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. I will protect you. I will set you in high places. You know, and God is saying, I am your healer. I am your restorer. I am your promise. I am your comforter. I am your joy. I am your strength. I am your peace. I am the deliverer. I will uphold you. I will keep you safe. I put a headshot around you for protection. That's what God is telling us. Hey, oh, Boshana, excuse me. God, God is in the move, and God is powerful, and God is faithful. My brothers and my sisters, keep your focus. Keep your focus. Look what happened to Joseph. He maintained himself. And look at the promise that, that the promise that, that, that God gave him and how God elevated him and how God restored him and how God blessed his family and the generations after us. And today we are part of that blessing. So my brothers and my sisters. Please don't tell me that you're not blessed. Just the fact that you got up this morning, just the fact that you are listening to me, just the fact that you are breathing this morning, it is enough to just say, Lord, I thank you because there are many that didn't get up this morning. There are many that can even move themselves out of bed, but we are here. You got up. You had your postelo this morning, like my son always says. You know, you had something to eat. You went and you washed your face. You went and you moved around. You know, so you you have to, oh, there he goes. There's he got that that that, that, that that's my son right there on that botello. Yes. Good coffee. Anyway, so we have been blessed. We have been blessed. You are blessed this morning. So don't listen to the enemy. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, and no weapon formed against you will prosper. Again, my brothers and sisters, my time is about up right now. So I just pray. I just pray that you keep your focus. I pray that you will keep your vision upon the Lord. I pray that you will just wait upon him because the blessings are right around the corner. Many times we quick too easily. We quick too fast and our blessings are right there. So therefore, if you're going through a hot situation, a difficult situation, that means your answer is closer than one you think. Your answer is closer than what you think. So focus, focus, focus. Keep the word of the Lord in your heart. And and when something is going on, raise your hands. Because when you raise your hands and you praise God, it it is an expression of releasing. It is an expression that here I am, daddy. Here I am, daddy. You know, just like a little, just like my little Alexandra, you know, when she wants to be picked up, you know, and she goes to your legs and she goes like that and you picked her up. That's the same way daddy God picks us up and he embraces us. And when I pick her up and she goes on my shoulder and she lays her head, oh God, is that a better feeling in the world that when she lays her head on your shoulder and she just like cradles you all in you, well, that's the same way that Papa, Father God does to us. He holds us. And he says, I will not let you go. I will not let you go, Nicole. I will not let you go. Doug, he's not going to let you go. You know, Sandra, he's not letting you go. He holds you and he squeezes you. And he says, you are mine. You are mine. And that is what God is telling us this morning, that we belong to him. Keep your focus. Hey, Keep your focus keep your focus. I pray that you will have a blessed week. I pray that you will just continue to move forward and giving him the praise that he deserves. And guess what? I'm going to say one more time, your promises are right around the corner. Your promises are right around the corner. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word and for your presence and for this morning. I thank you, Father, that just like you may you you took Joseph, Father God. You took him from the prison to the palace, Father God. And just how you restored things to him, but not only to him, Father, for all of us that today. We are part of that blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Father, I thank you, Father, for what you are doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do in our homes, in our lives, in our marriages, in our children, in the job places, in our family, in our community, in our churches, Father. I thank you for what you're going to continue to do. And Father, and I just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor because you deserve that and above more. Thank you for this day. Be with my brothers and be with my sisters, Father, throughout this week. Father, show off, show off on their behalf. For this I declare and this I decreed in Jesus' name. Amen.